Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to begin today with a conversation that's been happening this week, and it's a lot like conversations that have happened before. Now, I got a piece that I've written for Global News, and it's going to be up tomorrow. Saying in the aftermath of tragedies, like what we saw this week, where a U.S. congressman was shot, apparently for political reasons. That it's certainly an opportunity to condemn and ostracize those who would advocate, justify, excuse political violence. But it certainly shouldn't be an opportunity to squelch or censor legitimate political debate. And I think, unfortunately, we're seeing that. We're seeing it from conservatives who... Ironically enough, have been the target of this in the past, even just six years ago when another congressman was shot, Gabby Giffords out of Arizona. Uh, it was the tone it down conservatives was the line of the day. This week, it's tone it down liberals. It was political rhetoric really to blame for what happened this week. Uh, and should people have to bite their tongues about their political views in the aftermath of a tragedy? Unless you're going to be able to link something specific that somebody said to an act of violence. I don't know that that seems fair. Well, I want to get into this. Uh, Matt Welsh is uh, an editor columnist at Reason Magazine, Reason.com. Uh, and he's written a lot about this, a lot to say, I think, on the events of the week. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, do you believe, Matt, though, that, that politics in the United States has become uniquely and concerningly toxic? Mm, toxic is a strong word. I think what has happened is that it is more polarized than we've seen. Uh, there's been pretty good data on not just polarization, which is, you know, that's just sorting, but that people are actively motivated in their political decision and consumerism, uh, for lack of a better word, by hatred of the other camp. Um, I mean, it's no accident that we had in this presidential election, uh, you know, one candidate who called a huge swath of the opposing voters deplorables, which is, mm-hmm. that's, well, you're engaging in collectivist kind of antipathy um, uh, there. Uh, and then you had another guy who made, among many other uh, kind of uh, uh, crazy-ish uh, statements that a judge could not be counted on to be uh, uh, an impartial act- advocate of justice because of his Mexican heritage, which, again, is this kind of collectivist uh, notion. So um, I anecdotally and by what we can measure it seems like that stuff is on the rise however the way that you frame this at the top is is correct in the in a in a pinching week like this is uh when you have uh, an act of political violence people immediately want to go and start policing the edges of political hyperbole and drawing direct links i think you can observe that our atmosphere is more toxic more apocalyptic more hyperbolic more sort of mean sounding um while at the same time absolutely severing the connection uh, uh between that 
and individual acts of violence. Uh, and uh, that may seem like a strange maneuver to some people out there, but it really shouldn't be, because not only um, are we making assumptions, as people did uh, in 2011 after Gabby Giffords was shot, and those assumptions all turned out to be wrong, um, that, uh, that because, you know, a, a, someone on our team was shot, that means that everybody on their team uh, kind of influenced it. Um, but that immediately leads to cracking down on, uh, on, on some amount of free speech. We see this all over the Western world, uh, and uh, thankfully it doesn't happen too much right. in the United States in terms of legal but protected speech, uh, but it's a real bad habit of mind, and I think it, 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 it uh, denies the agency of the guy who pulls the trigger. Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy, too. I mean, you wrote this week about Bernie Sanders' own hypocrisy and what he said six years ago when Gabby Giffords was shot and what he's saying this week. I, I've seen people like Newt Gingrich or Congressman Steve King who had some, you know, pretty nasty things to say over the years about Barack Obama this week start lecturing people about polite political discourse or not creating an atmosphere where people might hate the president. It does seem as though there's plenty of hypocrisy to go around. Completely. I mean, Bernie Sanders, three days after Gabby Giffords was shot, um, I mean, keep in mind, the guy who shot, shot up the uh, congressional baseball game, he's a volunteer for Bernie Sanders. Right. Uh, so there was a direct connection, uh, unlike any connection whatsoever, between Jared Lee Loeffner, uh and uh, Sarah Palin, who was widely attributed with uh, somehow influencing uh, th- that assassination. Um, so uh, Bernie Sanders this week uh, rightly comes out and says he's appalled uh, and that violence is not the answer, period. He rejects all of it. It was a very nice statement. He said nothing about... Uh, you know, uh, increasingly martial or or uh, intolerant rhetoric, or even rhetoric that uh, that openly supports violence that we've seen on the left. I mean, there's there's been whole uh, rounds of discussion about, hey, you know, it's maybe okay to go up and just punch a Nazi in the face. Uh, you know, that's that's yeah. you're advocating violence there. Not that Bernie Sanders has done it, but a lot of people on the left. He did not choose that moment to uh, make such a condemnation, and that's right, that's correct, that is the right answer. But in 2011, he sent a fundraising email three days after the shooting where he condemned John McCain for basically saying the same thing in 2011 that Bernie Sanders did in 2017, which is that he just condemns the violence and he feels sorry for his comrade and isn't it all terrible what bernie sanders says is like no john mccain and all other republicans have to get up and confront this climate of hate that's happening on the right wing uh or else we're going to see more and more types of these violence so yes people tend to be uh, uh desensitized uh to the hyperbole and even eliminationist rhetoric uh on their own side keep in mind the guy who shot up the congressional baseball game he was part of a, uh, a group that wanted to terminate Republicans. Right. Uh, you know, we have a lot of these kind of uh, words in our in our political language, uh, but so they're desensitized to it on their on their own side, and they're hypersensitized to it happening on the opponent's side. And my uh, the point of view, from someone who sits outside of both of those tribes, is check yourself. You know, in a moment like this, go back and see what you were saying six years ago. Um, and it, if it doesn't look like what you're about to say, maybe that's a clue um, that you're letting the the, the, the tribalness, uh, tribality. I'm making up new words with tribal here. Uh, <laughs> govern your uh, your instincts rather than something like consistent logic. 
Do you think for us in the media, Matt, that we ever need to, to check ourselves? I think certainly, you know, in a free society, especially if you're in the media or even if you're not, not just the ability and the right to oppose government, but to vocally and vigorously oppose government. Uh, do, do we bear any blame for writing columns that say, you know, so-and-so has been doing a terrible job or this is a terrible policy, et cetera? Uh, terrible is a perfectly fine word. Uh, I think in the places where we uh, were we or my colleagues uh, go wrong um, and and again this is not wrong in a way that influences political violence necessarily it's not what I'm saying but just as a as a general sense of comportment um, when we go and say well Republicans are just fill in the blank with an S at the end and liberals are just this um, uh, uh, when you start making monolithic negative statements about huge swaths of people usually that is a shortcut around actual truth around actually understanding where people are coming from and it also essentially deprives those people of their individuality uh, which is the first step towards kind of dehumanizing them this is kind of classic in totalitarian mindsets, and we're nowhere near close to any of that. But when you, what you see in totalitarian systems is a, a systematic um, deprivation of individuality and humani- hu- uh, humanity, and, and people, you know, categories of people start being described as animals and all these right. types of things. So, uh, yes, in the media, when we start issuing these kind of collective blanket condemnatory uh, statements about entire classes of people that we're not differentiating with, um, that is a problem. Uh, And as is departure from the truth, uh, generally speaking, is also a problem. And uh, I hasten to reiterate, it is not a problem that causes people to shoot things up, but it's something that uh, contributes to what I would say is sort of an unhelpful uh, or unhealthy uh, political climate. Well, I mean... Yeah, when it comes to somebody who says, look, we need to take up arms or we need to start lining up politicians and shooting them, I mean, that's, that's clearly over the line. Um, so I, I think it, it's, it's obvious at times what we need to avoid and what we need to condemn, and, and that would seem to be obvious. Uh, well, it's like right? uh, there's the, the questions of, of uh, what do you mean by the line? I mean, it, it goes over well, the line yeah. of decency, but it's certainly not over the line of, uh, of legality, at least not in the U.S. You know, Patrick Buchanan this week, old pitch pork, pork pat. <laughs> before uh, the shooting happened, wrote a column in which um, he described the media uh, and the political class as the enemy, um, and that we need to have a new Bastille, um, and be speaking, it's a literal metaphor, if there mm-hmm. could be such a thing. He was, he was calling for uh, uh, a revolution in this country, and he said, we are at war, it's time that we uh, acknowledge this. So, um, is that decent? No. Is it hinged? No, it's unhinged. It's crazy. Um, it's not something I would ever think or write or anything else like that. And at the same time, I don't think that it causes violence, nor does it cross over the line in illegality. And I think it's important to make those distinctions. You made the point earlier about, um, you know, seeing Nazis get punched. And, you know, true, genuine Nazis, I probably wouldn't shed a a tear either. But there seems to be this slippery slope among some in deciding who is a Nazi. And maybe that's contributing to some of the violence we're seeing, for example, on college campuses where speakers are being shut down violently. Absolutely true. Um, There is a a growing notion on college campuses that speech itself is violence. That's why they're using phrases like safe spaces. Safe. I mean, you have to... Safety implies that you're in physical jeopardy here, and we're talking about words. 
Uh, and we have seen a lot of these uh, uh, issues of, uh, of um, speakers trying to come to places like Berkeley and being greeted not just with people sitting on their hands or taping their mouths shut, but by <laughs> gangs of Antifa, anti-fascist people, or so they, they think themselves being. I'm going to prove how anti-fascist I am by destroying property and punching people who I disagree with on their views. Uh, like, go read a history book, uh, pal. Uh, so, yeah, that that is uh, very, very disturbing. And we've seen already, like, uh, in, in the places where people are having these uh, conversations, and uh, they're serious about it, about the... Uh, morality of punching a fascist um i've seen in those same places saying well that means we should punch libertarians too um and like not as a game to to uh, show the absurdity of all but like as a positive recommendation it's like you know what libertarians and fascists don't have anything in common um they're humans maybe uh that's about it but that's what happens he exactly right in pointing out that suddenly it's who gets to decide who can have uh, opinions that are acceptable enough that they don't face unprovoked violence. Uh, that's a pretty dark place, and I hope America doesn't uh, continue down that path because uh, it's not something that I've seen too much of in my uh, lifetime. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, much more on all of this, Reason.com. Matt, great having you with us. Thanks so much for joining us here. Thank you for having me. All right, take care. Matt Welch, editor-at-large at Reason Magazine, columnist there as well, Reason.com. He is co-author with Nick Gillespie of the Declaration of Independence, How Libertarian Politics Can Fix What's Wrong with America. So his thoughts on political rhetoric, and even inflammatory and violent rhetoric, right? He gave the example of what Pat Buchanan wrote earlier this week. I'm curious to see whether Pat Buchanan changed his tone after what happened. There was even an interview on a New York radio station, Ted Nugent himself, the ones called him Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton to suck on his machine gun. Who said in the lead up to the 2012 election, we need to go out there and we need to cut their heads off. Ted Nugent went on a New York radio station this week in the aftermath of the shooting and said, you know what? I need to tone it down. So that's encouraging. So that's this kind of stuff I think that we can rightly condemn. Where people are justifying or apologizing for or somehow excusing political violence. Say the Violence is justified when you disagree with somebody. That's out of bounds. And I think hopefully the takeaway from this week is that that has no place in mainstream political discourse. Those people should be ostracized. But does that mean that harsh criticism even of our political leaders and their policies is now somehow out of bounds? I don't think so. 403-974-8255 is our number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.